When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. It's fun, it's flavorful, it's conversation, it's all about food. We're cooking with Pretty V. More fire. Y'all better follow me inside. Mm. Looks like we about to throw a house. Hi. It's a jammy jam with house party Jacob Lattimore. Why you gotta be the hey. Plus, is being put in the friend zone a good thing? Yeah. And she said, no, you gotta <laughs> ease on up. Yes. They said a lot of things during my little journey. Ari Fletcher speaks on changing her mindset to get her money bag. Damn, I need to watch what I say. We're ringing in the holidays with Kirk Franklin and Notori Naughton. I was like, oh no, I don't want no fake tree. You gotta get me a real tree. And it's giving girl power with Black Panther's Wakanda Forever, Dominique Thorne. A job needs to be done. Who are the most capable people? Oh, here you are. Oh, wait, they're all women. But first, we're going in the comments to discuss job shaming. All that and more tonight on Black Girl Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, we have the one and only Pretty V joining us as we dive in the comments about job shaming and grind culture. So, Twitter user at Fairy Grandmother tweeted, job shaming in 2022 is crazy. We done been through too much in the past two years alone for y'all to be talking about where somebody works, okay? So, I gotta ask y'all, what is job shaming? Pretty V, we gonna kick it off with you. First of all, what's up, ladies? Hey! Y'all look so beautiful. Thank you. Um, thank you. I think for me, you know, I've worked, you know, at a nine to five. You know, I, I worked at the, Marif the Marriott Fairfield. You know, I've worked doing admin work until I got to my purpose. So you got to start somewhere, but don't forget your gift. You mm -hmm. know, like, if you feel like you have uh, a job that you're working to pay bills, do that. You know? Right. Um, nothing's wrong with working at Shell gas station or wherever, McDonald's, but don't forget your gift. And that's what I did. When I worked at Fifth and Mary, I knew I had a purpose. I knew comedy was where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I used to lie. I used to be in everything in college. Like, I, they had me in all the hosting gigs. I had my own radio show. But I still was ashamed to work at Fairfield Marriott because I knew mm -hmm. what I was doing in school. So this wasn't it. Yeah. 
But I knew that God wasn't finished with me, so I had to stay fast, and I had to work there until I got to where I was at right now. So you feel like you were ashamed yourself or your job? It was just like my job. So yeah. when I said, I said, I said, ooh, I was like, I'm the Twitter uh, director at the FF. <laughs> Mary, I, like, I do big things. And they're like, girl, no, you don't. Like, yeah. you're actually giving my, my towels and my sheets mm -hmm. to room 223, right. you know? So, but I, I, I kept on until, you know, I'm able to tell my testimony today, so. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So what do y'all ladies think job shaming is? I feel like she said a, a big part of job shaming that yeah. we don't talk about. The yeah. idea of like, quote unquote, falling off. Because like, people mm. shame you for that. Like, let's yeah. say if you used to do something that folks are really not even envious, but they just seem like this is a very high caliber of you. Yeah. And then for you to not do that anymore, mm -hmm. they would shame you for that. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, okay, you used to act on this, but now your acting work is going direct to YouTube. Like, yeah. this is not, it's not the same. So yeah. I think that's another big aspect of job shaving too. I felt the same way, Pretty V. I, girl, I was working at the Element Hotel mm. in between TV jobs. I left my job in Kansas City, took a leap of faith, moved to Vegas, and yes. my dad's like, okay, you, you want money, then you go get a job, go get a job. And yeah. so I was working there while I was still pursuing television, and then I landed a job there. So yep. you never know what anybody's going through, but you have to trust your journey and find the strength to know that this is honest work, and there you, you, can, you can do this, and everybody yeah. else can, and you don't have to sit here and pretend to be something that you're not. Just trust yeah. your path, have faith. Yeah. I feel like you should be shamed if you're not trying to have a job. Nice. Yeah. You, not if you have a job. You can have a job. People try to job shame me because, you know, I come from social media. Yeah. So they try to be, oh, Instagram model. You're not a model. You're an Instagram model. Try to make us feel bad. Now look yeah. at every bitch. Excuse me. <laughs> every girl right. trying to do what they do. And that's cute. I like that. And now I'm transitioning. And, of course, they congratulate you when you transition. But it takes time to transition. And we was making money the way we was making money. Right. Now in college, they're teaching girls how to post on social media, they teaching algorithms, everything. Yeah. So that's crazy. The job you shaming may be the job that they want. You don't know. Facts. You don't know. But I also think another part of job shaming is when sometimes you might have a higher position in your business or corporation and you look down on somebody who has a, a quote-unquote lower position than you. Mm. And for me, I was never raised like that. You treat every single person with the same respect, whether you're the janitor or the president yes. of the company, because you don't ever know where they might end up. Yep. The same um, people that you stepping on might be the same ass that you got to kiss yeah. tomorrow. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. But speaking of that, treating people differently, let's take it up a notch. Do y'all think that there is a difference or what is the difference in choosing to date somebody based on what their job or occupation is versus job shaming? Um, I think for me, I'm going to be very honest, like, everybody in my family are, like, go-getters and hustlers. Like, so for me, you know, that's what I, that's what I desire. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like anything you ask God for, he's going to give it to you, especially what your heart desires. So if I know, like, people could treat you right, they could love on you, you could be happy, but I feel like you have to bring something to the table, too. I love leaders. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a, a, a female that leads, so I want my, my significant other to lead. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that, you know, you can't have a, a job that, you know, pays and you're working a nine-to-five or you're working an honest job, like you said. That's fine, right? But please make sure if I would like to go on my dates <laughs> and my little um, my little trips and dip, yeah. that you could avoid them that. Because yeah. I might have to order some things, right. you know? So whatever you got going on, sir, just come on with it. Okay, okay. be good at it. Just, just be good at it. And make me happy, baby. That makes a lot of sense. Because you know, rumor has it that you're dating a boss. Uh -huh. Some say the yeah. biggest boss that you've seen thus far. Uh -huh. <laughs> Rick uh -huh. Ross, is that really what kind of attracted you to him to say, no, that's the guy for me? Yeah, it's the boss. <laughs> it's, I think yes. it's the, the boss in him. I just think he's like, you know, I like guys who lead. So when you a leader, you can step to me, you know? But again, when it comes down to Ross, like, 
Ross is the type of person who you look at and you just admire, you're inspired by. Like, I want to do what you're doing, so teach me. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the back end, I'm actually a student to the game as well. I so, I, I, I mean, yeah, if you want to say that, that's just what it is. You know, the grind never stops, yes. okay? And V, you are a living testament to that. And you got this new show, What's Cooking ATL. Okay. So tell me about this latest project. What's Cooking ATL is a show that is fun, it's flavorful, it's conversation is all about food mm -hmm. and I go around to all the black owned restaurants and we just sit I eat thank God right. but I also <laughs> we have those conversations about you know how you built this empire you know um, just why in this area of Atlanta you know just the historic places of Atlanta like we had Busy Bee you know mm -hmm. we um, went to Milk and Honey you know we went to Infusions Crab with these 13 to 15 year old was the owners of them like I was wow. like 13 and 15 years of age like I was outside, barefooted, black, right. like, <laughs> fighting, like, girl, what you mean you opened up a restaurant at 13 to 15? So I got to know the culture around Atlanta and especially the restaurants. And that's you not know. the only show you're on. I mean, right. of course, you're doing your thing. You're killing it on rap shit. Oh, uh, yeah, wilding out from skits to being a Bel Air Rose brand yeah. ambassador yes. to your glam line with City Trends. Oh, yes. I mean, what is the motivation behind this amazing grind that you have? I think for me, the motivation, uh, you know, just comes from like my mom yeah. you know she's my motivation like because I just know like where we came from you know of course I was never as a kid I always had but when you see your mom had to get on her own at you know down the line it's just like wow like now I know I need to get myself together because you know those examples that's around you you want to follow but then you don't want to follow so you have to make change so my motivation comes from her knowing her story looking at her as a child and knowing like I can make it into a space that it's honest money you know yeah. it's it's an honest lifestyle I guess to be myself doing it you know and it's and you getting paid off of your gift mm -hmm. you know it's not like you trying I didn't fill out this job I ain't walk into on Instagram and say oh I want to be no I actually walk into I turn my my camera on and I just this is what it is. Yeah. You, let's yeah. just go back to rap shit, you know, because we see you killing it on Wild and Now, but this was like a role for you, and it's like, you played the head bitch in charge, okay? <laughs> All right, making shit run. You got to yes. make sure the money coming in. Yes. How did you, like, tap into playing a sex worker? Because that's not your thing online, of course. So when I spoke to, I was actually in New York, I believe, and Issa called me, and she was like, Girl, I got this role for you. It is not comedy because I want to see your ranges. I want you to step out of that for a I second. Love that. And I want you to dive into this Rhodesia. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. I said, what am I going to do? Kissing a girl on there? Like, what, what you got me doing? <laughs> now let me know. And she was like, girl, I know, not yet. Um, but uh, we do have this, we're developing Deja as a character, and I think you'll be great to play. And I'm, I'm from Miami, so, you know, you can't just go to Miami and not let right. me slide in there. Right. You know, it's like going in and not checking in with Trina, you know? So <laughs> I think for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I loved it, but I also had to put that comedy aside mm -hmm. and really dive into Deja because that's what Issa wanted to see. And, baby, if you ain't catch it, Issa's definitely tapping you on your shoulder and say, baby, this the note, so you go, I don't want to talk. <laughs> yes. Okay, Sharon. Yes. Right. You talk about a lot of other things. You the talk about God a lot. You talk yes. about faith a lot. We share, yeah. like, Jamaican roots, and I oh, love... Oh, you're Caribbean. See, come on, you done know. Go, <laughs> yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes. spirituality and just culture yeah. um, just influenced your hustle, and how do you really just maintain a healthy balance between it all? Yeah, I think for me, um, I never leave home without, without God. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say shield my car, you know, sending your heavenly angels down to protect me, you know, just continue the busy highways and byways, just give me your mercy. I think for me, um, 
I gotta keep it. Like, my mama will be on speed. The phone, like, you good at that? Okay. Remember the <laughs> that? So it's, it's embedded in me, it's rooted in me. So I think it's a balance where, of course, of course we are human, our minds go. You know, you are in a world of, especially the industry where everything's changing. You wanna make sure you, you know, you keeping up, you gotta do certain things, but I've never sold my soul to Nan. Mm -hmm. You know, I will tell you no in a heartbeat. I will not take that opportunity. I don't like it, it don't fit well with me. I can't sleep at night and I can't sleep at night. That means I'm confused and God don't come with confusion. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I would decline. So it's a balance and I always take him wherever I go. So I don't leave him. I yeah. love that. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk yeah. about that discernment and yeah, using that with their gift, but that's huge. Of well, we need more influencers like you. Make sure y'all check out Pretty V and everything she has going on. And you can catch What's Cooking ATL each and every Wednesday on Clio's TV. Up next, Kennedy Root is back with the Chronicles. Keep it locked for more black girl stuff. What's Cooking ATL? A brand new series. All about flavor, food, and conversation. So who's serving up the best bites in town? You know a lot about food. I know a little bit of something. Find out with Pretty V. I want a rooftop at Virgil's Gullah Kitchen and Bar. I love food, so you gotta give me everything on the menu. This is definitely something that you want. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Somebody got my back. Naturi! What are you doing in my trailer? Yo, Naturi, uh, it's me. Excuse me, Prudy. Come um, on, man. Somebody call somebody. Get him out. Get Come him. on, power. I got power. Oh, no, 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 no. You ain't got the power, boo. Get, go. Please. Thank you. Bye. That was the iconic Kirk Franklin and the Tory Nine in their lifetime Christmas movie, Kirk Franklin's Night Before Christmas. And our very own Kennedy Ruth sat down with them both. Kennedy, welcome back South Girl. We couldn't wait for your chronicle. Hey, ladies. Hey. You know, it's always a good time when we link up. <laughs> and I had a great time with Kirk and Natori. The combo was everything. I asked them both what their favorite part of the holidays was. So check it out. I love knowing that you guys really brought that familial vibe to the set and really expounded upon the themes of Christmas and the themes of what togetherness and community are all about. Talk to me about what are both of some of your favorite aspects of the holidays. I made my husband like our first, like when we were dating, he was, I was like, oh no, I don't want no fake tree. You gotta get me a real tree. And we went in Brooklyn and he had to like lug this tree and I was like, oh, you really love me. Um, and now we're married. <laughs> but it's funny because I love the smell of Christmas and the real tree and decorating it. It's kind of a family tradition. We would, you know, a few nights before Christmas, decorate the tree. My mom makes good hot cocoa and just really simple things make me happy. I don't need much. Growing up, holidays were not big for me. So the only thing about holidays, they really have a big space in my heart. It really has to do with when I start having children. And just being able to do for them everything that I couldn't do for myself. But then at the same time, I would go overboard. A lot of times if I bought, if I bought them a go-kart, I'd buy me a go-kart so that I could be their little play date, you know, so I could be their little play friend. And I really enjoyed that. And those were very memorable moments for me, just being a young father and, and not having a father myself. And so uh, just having the chance to live all that out with them was, was a very powerful moment for me. 
Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. Yeah. So, ladies, when you hear that, what's your favorite part of the holidays? Oh, for me, I know I'm a little fat, but it's the size. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the sides that come with like holiday foods. So, the yes. baking, you know, the macaroni yes. cheese, the collard greens, <laughs> the dressing, the cranberry sauce, and even the sweet potato pie and peach cobbler. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm just like family. And for me, when I think of holidays, I think of Christmas, right? And I love the way that we unwrap gifts. It's like somebody goes, and then whoever they got a gift for, then they go. And so yeah. we do that until there are no more gifts under the tree, but it's family. I, know. I love them so much. You bring up the, the gifts. So when I was growing up, we actually were never allowed to open our gifts until after dinner. So you know how Ooh, people would like wake up Christmas morning and they're ready to open it? Yeah. We couldn't open it until after dinner and my house was like the party house. So everyone would come for the holidays and things like that. But now looking back, I don't know if I'm gonna do that to my kids, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, I love that it made me so much more appreciate like the family time, like waking up and doing pajama pictures together or like cooking breakfast, things of that nature. So I just like the time that you kind of spend together and the other memories you create outside of the gifts. Yeah. yeah. Well, y'all, this is my favorite time of the year. Since I was a kid, though, but you know what? I did try the whole get a real treat thing. You know you gotta water that thing. You yes. do. Yeah. 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 It, it smells good, but it will catch a fire. And it, and then I'm the only one watering it, and it does drink a lot of water. So that's, I don't know if I'm gonna do a real treat this year, but I did like the experience because I saw it on Lifetime. And I was just like, I gotta just do that once. But just outside of the real treat, I like the look on your face when I got you something that I listened to you say earlier that you like, like if you like candles, anything, how excited you are, bringing everybody together. I do have a theme, so I tell everybody, we're wearing red pajamas this year, or if I see everybody doing red, I may switch it up, we're doing green. Go on Amazon, get your green onesies, <laughs> because I wanna have I game it. night. I just yes. like us that everybody's off work, and that's our time. It's fourth quarter, so not a lot of music is dropping. I do date somebody in the industry, so that does matter, so that's a time where he's more at home. A lot of people are off work, and we get to have that, like you said, togetherness. Oh, I love that. Well, I wanna come to the game night. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Just, I like, you can come, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you can come. What's your favorite part? Well, I have traditions with my family, but especially my dad. He always cooks breakfast and he makes his famous eggnog pancakes. Oh, so every awesome. year, wow. every year he kind of tweaks the recipe and teaches us how to do it. But it's just something that me, him, and my brother do. And as well as my mom, we're all just together. And that's my favorite part. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now we all have made our trip to Wakanda and we have the opportunity to sit down with Black Panther's own Dominique Thorne. Take a look. I think since probably around the timing of Comic-Con is when I first started to notice this messaging of like, the women of Wakanda. I think one of the most beautiful parts about that for me is that in the making of this film, I wasn't thinking about that and it wasn't on my mind. And I'm not too sure that anybody really spoke to that or that that verbiage was there yet, that it even existed. But to now sort of look at it in reflection and realize, oh, we're here. I think it's definitely a testament to every woman in that film that is definitely at the forefront of the film. They're there simply because they're the only ones capable of the job. There's a reason why it's Okoye. There's a reason why it's Shuri. There's a reason why it's Queen Ramonda. Like, it didn't feel forced or like, oh, female forward is the subtext here, but 
a job needs to be done, who are the most capable people? Oh, here you are. Oh, wait, they're all women. That's a much more enjoyable ride to sort of go on. I definitely saw it and I do agree. Like, it's, I love that it's not forced. The women empowerment, just women just power. To have that on a superhero stage, a Marvel yeah. stage, like that is huge. huge. It's huge yeah. and it's multiple. It's not just like, you know, what? Catwoman. <laughs> and that's right, it. Right, it's literally right. or Wonder Woman. It's kind of like, it's so incredible to watch, and they're all black, and they're all doing their thing. And I can see it again with y'all. You, you, and you. Yes. <laughs> Whenever you want to go, I'm down to see it again and again and again. Before we go, our social media timelines have been in shambles regarding the most recent announcement of the 2023 Grammy nominations. Many music fans are feeling as some of their favorite artists got snubbed. So, ladies, what do y'all think about the Grammy nominations? Does anybody stick out particularly about being snubbed? So, Nicki Minaj is never going to be nominated. Is that right. is that what's really happening right now? And I mean, that's what they're saying. Yeah, not only Nicki, but Summer Walker. I definitely felt like with the definitely classic Summer. albums that she's been dropping and holding it down for R&B, for her not to be nominated in what? that category she, is crazy. And they were saying that R&B died. It wasn't that. It just wasn't nothing that kind of resonated or wasn't just getting played. I feel like everybody kind of tuned into that. Summer Walker. Summer Walker. Yeah. I do think it's also interesting to see, and maybe they can, like, have their shine in a different way, especially Nicki. There's a lot of great, timeless acts, timeless musicians that have never won a Grammy. Diana Ross yes. has never won a Grammy. Brian McKnight, mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg, like the list literally goes, Katy Perry. I feel like there's a lot of people who just wow. like, you know, they're so amazing. And when you say their name, it rings bells. And yet, you know, they're just not noticed by that group. And sometimes that's how it is. So it's kind of like, so I like that they still keep putting out music, Nicki especially, because yeah. she's been doing it for so long, yeah. even without the Grammy recognition. But to your point, I think that's why we shouldn't hold these award shows to, uh, and put them on a pedestal. Like, they're just a small group of people voting on it, and it doesn't reflect, obviously, what the people like and what we enjoy. So it's like, eh, you get one, you get one, you I'm don't, you don't. That. So let's actually go through some of these categories. Album of the Year, Adele, Bad Bunny, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Coldplay, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, Harry Styles. Um, best R&B performance, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Money Long, Lucky Day, Jasmine Sullivan. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and best rap performance, which is DJ Khaled, Doja Cat, Gunna, Glorilla, and Kendrick Lamar. Woo! So it was a big year for a lot of these artists, and I mean, there are still people that were missing. Yeah. I think in best R&B performance, Ari Lennox should definitely be in there. Yeah. It, is, it has been her time. It's been her time. She's yeah. shown and proved, but... But on a positive note, though, I was really happy to see Doja Cat getting yes. her flowers with these nominations, because yes. I know she's taking that solo pop performance but best new artist, I'm making a prediction here, mm -hmm. I think Lotto. You think Lotto? Yeah. That's, I'm going to just put in her I there. think Lotto has a great see. chance of winning, but yeah. I was also excited to see Glorilla yes. nominated. And well, I know a lot here. of people were on the fence about that. They're like, you just came out, you just yeah. had this yeah. new song. How do you deserve to be nominated? But I think, hey, it was the song of the summer and it had it everybody was. singing it. Let me tell you, that song from Glorilla hit, it reminded me of when Cardi B dropped Bodak. Yes. yes. It was the same. It was like, mm -hmm. that's how you get the people going. It's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they should have us on the voting committee, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Kennedy, so much for sitting down. It's always a vibe with us when you come through. Keep your ear to these entertainment streets, girl, okay? And keep it locked for more Black Girl stuff.
Take off the fufu. Take off the cloud chase. Take off the wifi. Take off the money phone. Take off the car loan. Take off the flex and the white loss. Take off the weird ass jewelry. I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top off. Take off the fabricate streams and the microwave memes. It's a real world outside. Take off your idols. Take off the runway. Take off the Cairo. Take off the Sandro pay. Five days stay. Take off for the meal. Hella five. I need 10 G's by next week. I gotta pay for my daughter's school. Bruh, they on vacation. How about we throw the party? In the king's house. We gonna invite all the celebrities. We can make 10 times the money. We can send Destiny to preschool, college, whatever. Tonight is our last shot. Looks like we up out the door. House? Hi, I see you there. Okay. That was our next guest getting his party on in his latest film, House Party. Jacob Lattimore, welcome to the BGS hey, house. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> so excited to be sitting down with you because that movie, the original was iconic yeah, in our culture. For sure. So I gotta know, did you have any or feel any pressure while filming this movie? You know what? Um, I think initially, yeah. But I, once we got on set, I feel like House Party was all about chemistry. You know what I mean? And we uh. Tosin, the other actor, lead actor, um, we actually met maybe months prior in Chicago. He was filming a TV show called 61st Street while I was filming The Shy. So we had already met. And then um, DC Young Fly, somebody I've known in Atlanta, you know, we all know DC, like, cool, cool as ever. And um, I'm like, I know everybody. Ro Timmy, I did one of my first films with him. So I'm like, I think yeah. we can, I think we can do this. And then uh, Calmatic is a just an incredible director. He just, he, he knows how he wants to, view a, a film, and I'm just like, I think we got this. Y'all had you know that. It saying? was like a family reunion yeah. house party. Yeah, so I think after the first day, it was, the pressure was gone, because it wasn't about trying to redo the original. We wasn't, I ain't got no high top, yeah, you feel me? We ain't, <laughs> we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to recreate the 90s. We really trying to embrace where we at right now. Just and I think that was, yeah, yeah, we just pay our homage, and, and, the, and the OGs make a wink in there. Yeah. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah, it got to. It got to. So is it like a good guy, bad guy thing? You like kid and play? You know, it was like the good guy. Yeah, we got to like keep the that theme guy. as well. Because yeah. yeah, I more, like that. It the more gave responsible. the girl something to pick. Like, exactly. which one you like? Mm. Exactly. More responsible, <laughs> a little more edgy. Yeah. So we had to keep that theme in there. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. One thing yeah. about it, you always going to take care of your daughter. Yo, when I seen them comments, that was hilarious. They was like, Emmy going to take care of them kids for sure. And I remember I remember in being on set, I'm like, they gonna say Emmett the whole time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was dope though. It's dope. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> So we know, obviously, speaking of Emmett, that you yeah. also play Emmett on The Shy. Yeah. And one of the reasons that your open marriage or your marriage didn't work out, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm claiming the open marriage, but it didn't work out because you didn't want an open marriage. So right. how do you feel about poly relationships in general? I mean, you know, if, if, if that's the way you like to go. For, for me, that's, that's I, I can't rock like that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I think I'm a little too territorial for it. Oh, wow. What are some traits you look for in a woman, then? Ambition, personality, uh, someone who knows to, uh, to carry themselves in a room. I feel like the rooms I walk into, I, I feel like I may drift off a little bit. I, I yeah. need you to be able to hold, hold your own conversation a little bit. Somebody who just uh, has goals and plans. Mm -hmm. We may not have it all figured out because I feel like we are still figuring it out. But mm -hmm. if we got a vision, you know, I can probably help that help oh, that vision happen. Okay. Right? That's dope. But speaking of Emmett, too, Emmett made a lot of growth in the, over the series. I'm a big fan, but, like, he grew a lot as a man, as a father. So I got to ask you, like, have there ever been any uh, lessons that you learned in certain relationships that made you grow as a man? Absolutely. I think I think shutting down my ego, absolutely. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like the shy um, during that season was, you know, you seen Emmett really trying to get his woman back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think 
um, when he's, he, he knows he, he's done wrong and he's trying everything. And she's been outside, she's doing her thing, but he's putting it to the side because he's like, you know what? I did my dirt, you did your dirt. I want to make you breakfast, even though you done came back <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah, make her breakfast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> even though I think that was, even for me, just on set doing that, I was like, Never, you know what I mean. But uh, Lena, Lena, uh, I love Lena so much. She just, you know, she put me, put me in a great place as an actor to really exercise something different on screen. Uh, you know, and seeing a man differently on on screen to just approach approach that situation differently. You right, know what right. I mean? Because naturally we would be what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, we, no, exactly. No, no, no. But they exactly. can never handle it. Well, you know, I gotta wake it up just a little bit because I gotta ask the question for the people. Mm-hmm. And they wanna know, are you still in a long-term, because I know you were in a long-term relationship with Mr. Raya. Mm-hmm. Are y'all still together? I'ma say this, I love her very, very much. Um, but we are, uh, we in between jobs right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? come back around, you never know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You never know. Okay, it's it's so a lot of love there. A lot of, a lot like, of love. Is there a specific reason? We gonna wake it all the way up. Um, <laughs> Is there a specific reason or just We'll keep like, those reasons probably. Yeah, they gotta keep that a little. I hear that. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, again, I love her very much. I love her family. I love her father. Yeah. I love her mother. Everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that when y'all first met, she kind of friend zoned you. So just to help the fellas out a little bit, mm-hmm. when do you keep shooting it to get out of that friend zone? When, when do you know it's worth it to keep, like, putting your, putting your shot in? You know what? I think, um, really, it's about space. I think after a while, you gotta listen to a woman. If she, uh... Okay. If yeah. she say, no, you gotta... <laughs> He's on now. Yes. You know what I mean? You gotta know who you are and know that, you know, there's other fish in the sea. Right. And from the words of our chairman, sometimes you just gotta move on. Gotta move on. <laughs> gotta move on. Right. Hey. 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 But, but seriously, though, Jacob, I mean, you come across very polished, respectable. I mean, that's mm-hmm. been demanded of you, I mean, from a very young age. I mean, you started out very young in this business. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did our digging, our due diligence, as we <laughs> like to call it on this show. Yeah, right. and, and we didn't find any trash. You're a very classy individual. I mean, how yeah. important is it for you to be a class act in this industry? I just, um, for me, I'm not chasing anything. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm in a space now. I just want to do my music. I want to do my films. And I want my work to speak for itself. I don't want anything to to outshine that. Anything that that's, that's private, I want to keep private. And I just, I want to control my narrative. You know what I mean? I think that's important. It is really yeah. important, especially because a lot of people in the limelight, I mean, call, I mean, any press, good press, even if it's bad. And you sometimes you just see these people constantly thrusting themselves in front of the cameras, whether it be relationship drama, inventing drama, I mean, problems every single day. So it's refreshing to see someone yeah. as young as you two, yeah. I mean, doing that. And then Thank just, you. I mean, it's all about your work. And hey, you'll win anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. anyway. And I think you last longer in the game that way, too. I feel like uh, we're in a space now where everybody just want to go viral. And yes. I'm just not, I'm, right. I, I don't have a hunger for that. I've been, I've been doing this since I was 11 years old. I'm 26. Like, I have, my, my goals are different. My mindset is just totally. That's nice. That's go back to your parents and how they raised you. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Love. what do you have hunger for then? If it's not vir- virality, <laughs> what is it in this I'm business? Like generational, like breaking generational curses, financial wealth. Like I'm into real estate now. I'm into, into business. I'm learning about different, different things, you know, just more important things outside of social media, you know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that part. you know, turn, logging off. We gotta be an artist. you. been doing... I wanna hear the music. Yeah. Like, so he has a new single, Selfish, Thank and you. that's been doing numbers, and it's been a while since you dropped a full project. I think 2020 yeah. to be exact. Yeah, been about two years. Yeah, yeah so if you think we, gonna, we can expect a new full project soon? Hopefully, um, right now I'm just focused on Selfish. I got a couple more songs dropping within, like, the next three to four months 
um, that I'm really focusing on. Um, it, it's just it's tough to to really to build a project the way I, I would like to build one. So I think I want to focus on a couple songs, and I'm, I'm about to go into filming the season six of The Shy, so I'm going to be, be busy yeah. with that, but I definitely want to give my fans some content. I just I just shot the uh, Selfish video, too, so it's on the way. Oh, hey, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why you gotta be the... Hey, Jacob, thank you so much for stopping by the BGS house, y'all. Make sure you watch House Party when it hits theaters January 13th. Also, his latest single, Selfish, is available right now across all streaming platforms. Up next, we sit down with the Don. Ari Fletcher, stay tuned for more Black Girl Stuff. I don't want you to wait on me. Got the world on my shoulders and it's weighing on me. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Remedy number one, always keep your lips glossy. Okay, that was our next guest, and she's definitely healing us with her daily remedy, Ari the Don Fletcher. Welcome to the BGS house. Okay, Ari, you have definitely made a name for yourself, and it's been a long journey. You definitely had some bumps along the way, but you mentioned earlier that you had to change your attitude to get to where you are now. So let us know, like, what was that, what brought along that shift in the mindset? Saying bad stuff to people that I ain't had no business saying. I think um, a lot of times I don't really care about other people's feelings, like the way that other people view things, and I'd be like, my, it's my way, like this is how it is. Like, I, I ain't mean how I said that, but instead of just like being like, you know, taking a step back and realizing like how other people view things, like you, it's okay to be wrong, you apologize, you know what I'm saying? I think that I did and said a lot of things <laughs> during my little journey, and it was just like, I could have handled things differently instead of just being so aggressive, but that that's just, how my natural personality was. Do you feel like it was like one thing that brought that along? Like what made you be like, dang, let me look at other people's perspective on things? Uh, hurting my friends. Mm. Everybody think it's the Fenty thing. That was just like a big thing on the internet. Mm -hmm. But that too though as well, but um, certain things with my friends that I would say and then it, it'd just be like, you don't give a how I feel, you know? And it'd be like, you being sensitive, like it's not even like that, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, no, but everybody don't feel how you feel. And I was, I think that I hurt one of my close friends one time, and it was like, damn, I need to watch what I say, because I really didn't mean it like that. That's mature, so, that's yeah, gross. Yeah. And I like that you're taking accountability, yeah. too, for that. So, Ari, it's no secret that your man is Moneybag Yo and your ex, G Herbo. And a lot of people on the internet have been unfair, in my opinion, criticizing you, saying that you built your career off their backs. I mean, how does that make you feel? Uh, what would be your response to criticism like that? So first, respectfully, I just want to say if my come up and, like, who I am now is about a man, like, what happened to the rest of their bitches? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, 
Make another one. Yeah, like, why is this not an ongoing thing with the rest of the, the I ain't mean to call y'all bitches, my bad, but the rest of the women that you talk to, like, what, 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 what happened? That's a good point. Why they not? Did yeah. the ship sink after me or something? Because I'm just trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying? I'm consistent and I'm who I am because of who I am. It don't have nothing to do with a man. Now, what a man might have did for me or helped me along my way, along the way, like, I'm appreciative. Thank you, babe. You know what I'm saying? But I'm doing me. Like, it's not about, everybody always try to make this thing about, oh, it's a, a, a man or a, a people and they baby mama. So where is, what's going on with everybody else? Like, why is it? That. You know, it's like, I'm who I am because of me. Like, Yes, and we love that you raw and you real and we all love how transparent you are. But sometimes being transparent means inviting people into your life just so you can connect with them. But the world can sometimes get a little, like, intrusive. So how do you balance what you choose to share? So, or do you feel responsible sometimes when they get too intrusive and try to get in your business, try to tell you what this is and who you are? You know, I know you have a son. You're a mom first. Sometimes they try to give opinions on, I'm a mom, too, on our babies and stuff like that. But you don't know them. So how do you balance that. I used to just go off on them. I ain't care, like, <laughs> say whatever I want to say, but now I think... I ain't really been, res been responding for real lately. I be letting people talk, because you don't just be arguing with a bunch of other 16-year-olds, trolls, <laughs> right. robots, you know what I'm saying? Thank it's you. like yeah. people who don't even know you, it's like... But should we feel responsible, because we are in that spotlight, because what we share, they only know what we told right. them. Right. No, I, I definitely think that we should take responsibility for things that we put out, especially me. I know I, sh I overshare, but it's like, I feel like I'm open book. I don't have nothing to hide, so I, you know I what I'm saying? To. It's like, this is just what it is, but then when you look back and be like, damn, now people looking at this like this or think that you'll do this like this, and it's like, no, it ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just how I handled this situation, you know? And I think moving forward, I've, like, grown to not share as much because... Child, yeah, paint you just to be yeah. right. And one <laughs> thing, one thing you did share that the internet loved was that you bought Money Bag Yo 28 acres hey, for his yeah. birthday, that and that was so bossy. Yes. Yes. But I know that it's so hard when you dating a guy who look like they got everything. So tell us, like, how does a woman know what to gift a guy that of that stature and looks like he got everything? What do you gift him? So he wanted to do like this big compound thing where he like has like a studio in there, like things in there for his kids and arcade room, just all, just like a big-ass man cave, like, you know? <laughs> and then he always talked about how he wanted to, like, get back to his community. He wanted to do, like, housing and stuff for people who it was hard for them to get places to stay. You know, people be going to jail, you know, and they don't get second chances. So I'm like, I'm gonna just buy him the land and he can just build all of this on top of that. Oh, mm -hmm. that's dope. That is dope. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that shows it. you listening, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean, is one of your favorite things about Money Back? He I like that he he is a super like I'm a dominant woman, but he like I know to stand down with him. Like I mm. I'm a little you know I'm a little rough around the edges, so <laughs> but he definitely like it's like I ain't okay. <laughs> he make you feel a little submissive. Yeah, like I could just I could be submissive, I could be soft, and it's like I don't feel like I don't have control. You know what I'm saying? I know like. That's the man. I feel like that's the man because I've been in relationships where it's like you a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I run. I, I could run over you. Like I don't care. You know. Yeah. And with him, I feel like, you know, he got that real man. Like don't play with me. 
Well, there's something. Don't see this and get your head all geeked up. <laughs> it's already done. Okay, so speaking of people being on your business, clearly, um, you're on BT's Impact ATL, mm -hmm. and we saw there that, you know, obviously reality TV is not for everybody. Yeah. Some people can't really handle it. Not necessarily folks on your cast, but just in general, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, with you, you've definitely put a lot of your family issues on Front Street, coping with the death of your brother, like going to therapy with your sisters, which was yeah. dope to see, but like, how is it really to have the family stuff? out there, especially things that I feel like you were actively dealing with yeah. in that time. Um, I really actually appreciate BET too because the stuff that I put out in the show, I kind of felt like I'm not going to share this, you know what I'm saying, because it's stuff that I haven't gotten through, you know, but I think that doing it and putting it out, it kind of made it like something that, like, it it's, like it's making it easier. Yeah, like, damn, like, this is, you needed to do this. Like, you needed this push. Like, you know, what is it like at home with your family? Like, I have went years. My brother has been gone 10 years. Like, I've never celebrated with my family his death, you know? And it was like, damn, sitting there at, at, the, at the therapy session, and they're like, you know, we try to be there for you. We try to comfort you, but you run away from us. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I'm like, damn, I do, you know? And I'm like, and I don't want them to feel like, you shut us out. Like, how are we supposed to be there to support you and care about you? You you want to be this crazy person is because you won't deal what you need to deal with, and we trying to help you, and you're saying mm -hmm. us. So, I'm super happy about like this journey we're moving forward, and I'm gonna celebrate with my family and talk yeah. to them about it. I still have not talked like you know what I'm saying. Like we we grow, we getting through it, but. I'm just, I'm super happy that I like took the first steps to like move forward. What made you decide to take that step though? Because sometimes like, you know, you can't hear it and then all of a sudden a, a moment happened, you're like, now I hear what you're saying. Now I really, I'm ready to receive it. So what made you decide to say, you know what, this time I'm hearing my sisters out, this time I'm gonna go to the hospital and see what happened, you know, all the stuff that you were talking about. I think because of right now where I am, like I've, this whole entire year I've worked on me and like growing and just being a better person overall. So I think that it was like, you know, it didn't been a, a decade, Ariana. Like, when you gonna really buckle down and handle this? You know, it's like, I feel like I just been running from it from, for so long. It just was like, when I'm, I was doing something for me and I felt like that's the, the biggest part of me that I need to handle. So it was like, let's do it. I think that's dope, because not only are you healing for yourself, but showing that on TV is healing for so many other people going through the same thing. So I commend you on that. And now, you know, you are popping in the influencer world, and that really changed how we view celebrities. You know what I mean? They are the new celebrities. So when it comes to building your legacy, what do you want your legacy to be as Ari the Don Fletcher? I want people to know, especially, like, black women, that it don't matter what you go through, how you go through it, who you go through it with, like, it's not over. You choose your... You, you make your own... The end of the line, wherever you're trying to go, your destiny is all about what you do and what you put into your life. And I just want to be like, if that girl could do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all could do it. <laughs> well, we're going to be on the lookout. We know you got even bigger and better things coming for you, y'all. And thank you so much for stopping by the BGS house, y'all. You can catch all new episodes of the Impact ATL streaming right now on BET+. Up next is our BG boss. Keep it locked for more Black Girl stuff. I probably should pick that cup back up. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at Keisha like, do you love me? Do you love me not? Damn, you hit the spot. Tastes like candy. Sweet like fruit. Ooh. Wet like water. Can I love on you? Withdrawals. I'm feeling different. Every day I need a dose. I feel really energized and electrified by the time that we're in. These times will be studied. So the question is, what did you do? What did you do during this time?
Super powerful question. That was television producer and filmmaker Ava DuVernay. Now, did y'all all know that Ava started an entire movement for farmers through her show, Queen Sugar? Wow. Yeah, well, in the show's five seasons, she showed the ups and downs of black farm life in a way that no one had ever seen before. And it's sad that less than 2% of all farmers that own land are black, and they are truly at a disadvantage. So, Ava, we thank you for highlighting black agriculture through art. Ava, we see you and we salute you. You are the epitome of a BG boss. Okay, y'all, and then you know what's even bigger is that they have the American Rescue Plan Act that now allocates over $550 million to black farmers. And that's huge. Wow. That is huge. Yeah, that's big. Obviously not big enough. When you hear $550 million, you're like, oh my God, huge. But when you think about the disadvantage that black farmers mm -hmm. are experiencing, it's kind of like, this is just the start. Let's mm -hmm, keep giving mm -hmm. more to them, right? Yeah. Okay, Tori, we hear your BG boss is also sowing great seeds. Yes, girl, that's right. My BG boss is Gabrielle Carter. Gabrielle is the co-founder of Tallgrass Food Box, which is a platform to support and encourage the sustainability of black farmers by increasing their visibility and securing the space for them in the local marketplace. Mm-hmm, girl. Her work uses oral history, cooking, and film to examine the black experience in agriculture. Gabrielle, we thank you for shining a light on our black farmers, and we salute you for being a BG boss. Nice. Yes, that's dope. Nice. I love it, because that's the space that we don't even often talk about when we think about equality and fighting for our people. I feel like it's also another point of just like knowing our history, right? Like yeah. knowing where we come from, knowing our foods, knowing who prepares those foods. I feel like black people should have such a stake in the game. I don't know if about y'all, I saw High on the Hog. Netflix? Did mm -hmm. you see that? Oh my gosh, it was talking about the origins of different like foods that honestly a lot of them trace back to African like culture, African countries naturally, but also like taking us through the journey of the South through different foods. And I'm like, that's one, that's, that's one aspect. But also when you think of the farming aspect of it too, it's like it's a whole other mindset out here. It we is. need a documentary I would love on that to too. To learn something like mm -hmm. that, like once you have a house and you have the land to put stuff on, I would love to have a. Oprah has a garden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. I want to say stuff like, baby, go get that. Tomato, I need to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes better, okay? Because I grew up around a lot of that in Kansas City, and my grandfather was a farmer. He grew up as a farm boy in Stafford, Kansas, and you taste the difference when you've got that organic homegrown. So I would love to go to Oprah's garden and partake in the harvest. Well, obviously, we love food over here, okay? But that's all the show we have for now. But we would love to thank tonight's guests Pretty V, Kurt Franklin, Natori Naughton, Dominique Thorne, Jacob Lattimore, Ari Fletcher and of course our very own Kennedy Rue for keeping it real with her chronicles. See you all next time on Black Girl Stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way, yeah. yeah. Get out the way, get the f up on my way, yeah. yeah. You either with me or diss me, ho. You either with me or win, 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 win. Yeah. Everything else, win, win, win. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.